Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's episode, we are talking about baby daddy kink and how kink can help you heal from trauma. This episode is with a friend of mine who I met when I was in my sex coach business school, and I am so excited to share her stories, and hopefully this relates for some of the listeners. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Sexy Box is back. Sexy Box is my quarterly subscription box to help you spice things up in the bedroom, try new things, explore, experiment. It's all about you. And it is such a fun way to just try something different and help you feel sexy, confident, empowered in the bedroom. Sexy Box is for singles and couples. It has all kinds of fun tools in there to help you explore and experiment your body and your partner's body if you have one. Each box is filled with over $100 worth of product. If you haven't already subscribed to Sexy Box, you are going to want to do that by going to sexybox.jordandonnell.com. Some of the reviews that I'm getting about Sexy Box is that Ladies are loving the surprise of getting their sexy box. They are using all of the different products that come in there. There's typically somewhere between three and four products in each sexy box. And these are full size items as well as a toy, a full regular old toy. You guys, the price is unbelievable, but it's so much more than that because this is just really a tool to connect with yourself and or partner if you have one. So be sure to check it out. Joining me today is Serena. She is a lady that I met last year and had the opportunity to work closely with her. She got married uh, at the end of last year and has shared publicly a lot about her relationship and how they have utilized kink in their relationship. So I am excited for her to talk to us a little bit more about that. As a child, Serena experienced a variety of unique experiences from trauma-based to spiritual occurrences, which guided her to where she is now. Serena learned that sexual development and conscious kink play is a catalyst for rapid healing. Now she helps singles and couples embrace love, communication, themselves, and their kinks in a way that feels good. All right, Serena, I'm so excited to have you join me for the podcast today. On last week's episode, what we actually talked about was kink. From I talked with Mika. I don't know if you remember Mika from Sex and Love Co's prep school that we went to. And I had her on the podcast and we talked all about like sub and dom relationships and kind of the basics of kink. And I'm so excited to talk about other types of kink with you. I know that you kind of explore a daddy daughter type relationship with your now husband. And I would love to just jump right in for you to tell us a little bit more about what that is and what that looks like for you guys as a couple. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me here today. And just a little 
minor correction, I do daddy baby with my partner. So to me, it could be different for other people, but for me, there is a distinction because some involve age play and some do not. Sometimes we play with age play, which I'm sure we'll get into in this episode a little later, specifically for very deep emotional healing purposes, like going back to a certain time in my youth that I was experiencing a certain thing and transmuting it through sex play, through kink, and through safe relationship dynamics. So for my partner and I, that's a little snippet of what it is like. But overall, my immediate response to that question is, it's just so much fun. It is so fun to play with daddy, baby, and to get to step into this innocent role and color and dress up and put on fun makeup colors. There's so much more involved to it than just like putting on an outfit and grabbing some crayons, but that seems to be a part of the role playing that I very much enjoy. There's also this nurturing part of it too. So he will brush my hair or read to me while I'm in the bath or before bed. And we have intentional daddy baby date nights. One of the things that we really love to do is to go shopping. So daddy takes me shopping and I get permission to buy certain things or not. And it's a relationship inside of the relationship. How did you like begin exploring this? I think a lot of humans are already exploring this with literally just one toe by saying daddy in the bedroom. It is so common. I even did this before I knew what the fuck I was doing. So everybody's doing it. (laughs) That's a good place to start. And communication, I think really depends on the, the couple and the people. But if it's something that you want to start exploring, whether you are in the role of daddy or in the role of baby, then you get to come to your partner, whether it's a sexual partner or someone you're in a relationship with, and communicate your desires. And it can be playful and light. Or in my circumstance, I very intentionally use it for deep healing. And so we've had I don't even know how many conversations and then conversations about the conversations to get the dynamics and the energy just right. And so communication, saying this is something that you desire, however that shows up for you, whatever role you're in, whatever relationship you're in is the first step. So if you're listening to this and you're getting turned on by it or you're interested, you can even lean in to the role yourself. So as a baby or daughter, you can color by yourself, dress up by yourself, read a book to yourself. And then for daddy, it's a lot about embodying confidence and feeling powerful. It's a big power dynamic is at play. So put on the clothes that make you feel the most powerful. Speak with authority. These are just a couple of examples off the top of my head that you can 
start to lean into things a little bit more and explore and try. Ooh, I so loved that you brought up healing because that's something that I actually really want to talk more about in that kink in in general can be used to heal. And I would love to know a little bit about like how has kink impacted your life? Yeah, I would say radically is the best way that I could answer that question. My partner, when I met him, he had more experience with kink play and sex play and introduced me to it around the same time that I was switching into more of a sex and relationships coach career. So it was a very big awakening for me. I was balls deep in educating myself and excited to try out all the things that I was learning and integrate it and embody it. And he was very, very supportive. So I think my journey specifically with kink took, it was like a catapult effect. I just jumped right in and I was super in it and supported and loved and just so excited to to do that. And it doesn't always play out that way for everyone, but there are radically, there are a lot of benefits to kink that can be radical as far as healing goes. An example that I like to reference is the brat, brat tamer dynamic. And there are a lot of relationships outside of daddy, baby, or daddy, daughter that people can explore. So another one that I'll just name is brat and brat tamer. And growing up, as you might've guessed through listening so far, I experienced trauma and I didn't have a lot of moments in time where I got to talk back because if I talked back, then that made it worse. And I won't get into the details of the trauma, but I'm sure that you guys are following, you understand, enough said. And so when I get to embody being a brat, I get to talk back. I get to be like, grr, and just get it all out. And it is infused with pleasure and play and excitement and sex. And it is just so incredibly powerful. And it's a reclamation of my childhood, my my innocence and my power. I love that. I am so unfamiliar with all of the different types of kink options that are out there and different things to explore. When you're new to kink, what do you recommend somebody do? Like, how do you find what fits you best? So there is a test. I'm sure you've taken it, Jordan. And maybe if you're listening to this episode and you like kink, you've heard of it before, but it is bdsmtest.org. It's a free test. And I like it because the way that it gives you your results, it'll list, you know, what your top kink is and percentages and also in tiers. And if you click on whatever your titled kink is, there's a short description underneath it. And so it's a very basic starting point very basic starting point, but a great starting point because you also have this list in front of you of like, I don't even know what that is. 
let me click on it and figure out what it is. Oh, that makes sense why I am 0% on this. Like I would never do that. Um, Also, with that being said, this test, I would recommend taking it almost monthly if kink is something that you're wanting to explore more because a lot of times when people answer the questions at first, they haven't explored as many things or tried as many things. And so their results might be more vanilla or not as aligned with what's underneath those deeper desires that are underneath. That's the best starting place that I could recommend. Yeah, I totally forget about that test sometimes and how useful it can be to show you different things that are out there that you might be interested in trying. And you're right, like our desires change. It's not like at one point in time you want this and then it's always like that. You may decide that it's no longer for you or you may decide you want to explore some other things. Those become more higher interests. And it's a great tool. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, because that even reflects in sex too. You know, one day I could be totally into having my butt smacked. And then the next day, maybe I'm more sensitive or I'm in a bad mood and I'm like, get away from me. So our desires definitely change and are way more fluid than what we give ourselves credit for. Yeah, they are. And I think that like one of the big things that I hope people get from listening to this podcast is to continue to explore and to continue to try different things because that's really how you find out is like giving it a try and either you like it or you don't. And if you don't, you don't ever have to do it again. But if you like it, now you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. So in your relationship right now, Have you done any other like dynamics with your current partner when it comes to kink? Yes. So we are both switches. And so we've played with dominance and submission in switched roles. Basically, that's what a switch is. So a dominant person, I'm not sure how educated your listeners are on dom sub behavior and dynamics, but dominant is obviously someone who holds the power, quote unquote, if you, if this is not on video, I'm using air quotes because ultimately the one who's in the submission actually holds the power and the boundaries and the line of what they will allow and what they will not allow when it comes to role-playing and sex play. So it's one of those funny things that the submissive actually holds the power, but the power dynamic is that the dominant is in power. So we play with me submitting my power to him and vice versa, which is a lot of fun to to switch. And only once have we switched in the heat of the moment, which is not always recommended because we like psychological kink play. And so it can be a little scary to change dynamics in the middle of something. We've only done that once. It was a lot of fun. And another one is rigor and rope bunny. And rope bunnies love to be tied up 
and riggers rig the rope and they bind them and tie them up. But it doesn't necessarily need to be rope. We've used a lot of different things and we have a lot of fun trying new things, exploring new things that we can tie me up with, like plastic wrap, for example, is one of my favorite things to be bound with. I just think it's really sexy. I don't know. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. A little hard to get into but and to get out of, but a lot of fun. Another one is we are both voyeurs and exhibitionists. And so voyeurs like to watch. They like to watch other people engage in sexual conduct and activity. And a lot of time that we spend being voyeurs is at the swingers club. So we go to a swingers club semi-frequently, mostly just because there is sex everywhere. It's on the TVs, it's happening around you, it's in different rooms in different ways. And so just being around the sexual energy and getting to be voyeuristic is such a turn on and something that we very much enjoy. And exhibitionism is you like to be seen and to be watched, which is another thing that we can play with at the Swingers Club and via OnlyFans as well. Ooh, do you have an OnlyFans? I do, yeah. And do you play or do you offer like videos of you and your partner? I do. We keep his face hidden because he has a job that his face cannot be shown. But it is a lot of fun. It's one of the best forms of foreplay for our relationship. Doing different OnlyFans shoots and creating content for it. It's just so sexy and such a turn on. And then knowing that people are going to watch it and see us, we get off on that. I love that. I did not know that about you. I think that I knew that you had an OnlyFans, but I did not know that. And I love, love, love that you are utilizing that and that he's doing it with you. I think that is so cool because sometimes that's a place where partners don't necessarily want to participate in the content making, but that is so fun. In any other relationships that you've had, have you done kink in any of those relationships? Or is this the only relationship that you have experienced this type of dynamic? I have done kink in other relationships, but not consciously or as consciously is a better way to say it as I do now. So I practice conscious kink. So I'm aware of what I'm doing And knowing what I'm doing, knowing myself on that deeper level, knowing my deep, deep desires and getting to fulfill them, it just feels so much different in my body, in my experience, in my awareness. And so I've always been a kinky little fuck, but I didn't know what I was doing (laughs) as intentionally as I do now. What are like some resources for people who want to get started? Like outside of the BDSM test, where do you start? Like, do you get books? Do you follow people like you on Instagram? Do you sign up for FetLife? What do you recommend? I think the recommendations surrounding something as broad as kink and different role-playing, it really just depends on what you're looking for. So some 
some of my top recommendations I feel like would be a great place to start with this question. So just things that I reference often. And if these resonate with you, then definitely look into them. Urban Tantra is a beautiful book that touches on kink and dominance and submission and different role playing here and there, but it's done in a a way that is very easy to digest and the way that they structure it. It gives you, it lays out like different rituals and practices to ease your way into trying new things. So I would definitely recommend that. Obviously following the Sex and Love Co. family, all of us openly, authentically share our own personal experiences and journeys and learning through following others and receiving in that way can be really beneficial. Another account that I would recommend following is Dom Sub Living. They're more into the dominance, submission, kink play side of things, not as much the other relationship dynamics, but that is an account that I reference a lot as well. Oh, I'm definitely going to have to go follow those because we'll uh, follow the Dom Sub one because I think that would be really fun to see. A, to see that in my newsfeed all the time. I think that would be really fun, but just to learn more about it. If you don't have a relationship, how do you find a partner to play? Yeah. Definitely. Well, you mentioned FetLife already, which is a great place to start. And even just having an OnlyFans and putting yourself out there, exploring your own kinks on an individual level and being seen in that and getting to process any emotions or comments or whatever it is, you know, prior to putting yourself out there in a bigger way, because something that hasn't been said yet, and I guess this is a perfect time to segue into it, is that this is a lot. This is a lot of information and it's a big step. Like, I doubt that people are going to hear this and catapult themselves into BDSM and kink, especially in a way that I did. So there's a tool that I use called the number scale. And let's say going to a swingers club as an exhibitionist is a 10, like totally out there. You would only dream of it. You can never actually see yourself going there. What is a two? What is a three? What is a one? And start there. So you can take that tool and apply it to wherever you are so that you can meet yourself. Yeah, it's really fun to think about finding partners and getting out there and trying this stuff. And it's not a decision that's made lightly. (laughs) Like this is deep work, it's spiritual work, it's intense. And so be gentle with yourself and meet yourself wherever you are. There's no rush to like jump onto FetLife or to make an OnlyFans page or anything like that. I think a very realistic place to start would be just to talk about it more. Talk about it with your friends. Like, hey, have you ever heard of a brat tamer or can we play like play with your friends play with like being a brat and a brat tamer and 
just practice it, talk about it more, lean into it and and take baby steps. There's no agenda. There's no expectations. If you feel intrigued by absolutely anything that's being said, just meet yourself wherever you are. I love, love that. As you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself all the times that I act like a brat and I'm like, ooh, I should maybe explore this avenue as well. Like maybe I would do really well with having a brat tamer and just explore that side. And I won't know until I explore it more. Yeah, definitely. And you don't even need a brat tamer to be a brat. I mean, it's nice, let me tell you, but being a sex and relationships coach and specializing in kink play, I often have single clients who are like, how can I explore this as a single? And so I've gotten really good at, you don't actually need someone to explore this and to play with this energy and to heal and to have fun. Like you can do it on your own. I love being a brat and it's a lot for my partner sometimes because we're emotionally entangled. You know, we're married, we're together all the time, every day. And so sometimes he does not receive me being a brat very well. And so sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. And so I start to play. I have started to play recently in different social settings. So just for an example, someone will like, ask me to do something and I'll just respond with, no, I don't want to. And it's just me like playing with that energy and playing with that role. And then of course they laugh. And on the inside, I'm like, I'm being a kinky little fuck and you don't even know it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's so great. That's so great. A lot of fun. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just trying to think like how to implement this in my life. The other thing that's been on my mind to explore is being a sexy dom. Yeah, Yeah. girl. Yeah. I I just. Yeah. I want to go like, I wish, is there like some sort of dom training that you know of? Well, the dom sub living account, they actually have training. You can do video modules as you go. And then there's a ton of books. There's a book called I Am a Dominant and then also Diary of a Submissive because there's a quote that I'll insert here. I've heard it a million times and I have no idea where it originates, but a good dominant knows how to sub. Yes. I've heard that many times too. Who said it first? I don't know, but (laughs) there it is. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to definitely check this out because that's, I know enough about kink that I know that you don't just do it. You got to get the education and tools behind it because there is a lot of emotion and a lot of communication that goes into all of it. And you can't just say you're a dom. You really need to have some type of education behind that. And I think that that's something that we as sex coaches and intimacy coaches really help with is teaching the education side. And I know like for me, that's not my my specialty, but for somebody like you or that uh, Instagram account, that's a great, I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're bringing up a really good point to 
if you are ready to put yourself out there and to explore having sexual partners and to play with these roles and these energies, there are just like in dating. And it doesn't mean either that you have to date someone that you're, you can just have a sexual partner and play with this energy. And you don't even have to have sex, by the way, you can. Um, But there are red flags and green flags and being able to communicate clearly and respect boundaries and hear them. There's just trust your gut. If you are putting yourself out there and exploring, opening yourself to this energy and these relationship dynamics, trust your gut and definitely look into some of the books that I've mentioned and inquire about how to communicate. What is it that you need to communicate? What do you need? What are your boundaries? And just pay attention to how a person responds because there are people out there that just say that they're a dominant. Like you can, you can just say that you're a dominant. You actually can. And people do. (laughs) So. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good tip. So I wanted to go back to trauma a little bit more. And I know that kink brings a lot of things. We've talked about that multiple times here. How does kink help you heal from trauma? Such a powerful question. For me, and I think for everybody, everything comes back to sex. Everything comes back to spirituality. And we're born through sex. We are created through sex. It is the portal of life. It is where we start. And so if you look at it from an energetic or spiritual standpoint, it is the base. It is our root chakra. And so everything starts at the base, at the foundation. Anything that has happened in your life will show up in your sex life. Any trauma, any insecurity, any emotional baggage of any kind, I guarantee you it shows up in your sex life some way, shape, or form. And so being able to step into different relationship dynamics or play with different types of kink, there's so much there. Like there's sensation play and different toys and and kink. All of this is kinky that we're talking about. But um, getting to incorporate these things in, you're able to embody the energy in a new way. So just like the example of my, my brat, brat tamer, like I'm tapping into that, I'm being kinky, and it's an embodiment. So I'm healing somatically in my body, moving energy in through a portal, (laughs) through the portal of sex. And I'm able to transmute it, release it, and hopefully have an orgasm (laughs) at the end of it, which is also a very powerful thing that I know that you talk about on this show. So your listeners are aware of how powerful that is. And so I'm embodying and then anchoring it all in with an orgasm. Mm, I love that. And one thing that comes to mind when I think of like trauma and kink is that a lot of times with trauma, you can kind of 
create a new story. And does that make sense? Am I using the right terminology? Yes. Okay. So you're able to create a new story to help you heal from the trauma. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. I almost wish that my husband was here because I would totally tap him in to answer this question because he kills it every time. I don't even, I'm so deep in the moments of him like he rewrites the stories for me. It's psychological kink play. So he'll say something like, we're going to go back. Well, first he asks me like, how young are you comfortable going back to? Okay. We're going to go back to 12. Think about a time that such and such happened because he knows where I've been and what I've gone through. And then he somehow creates a new story and relates it to the present moment and inserts himself into the story. Like this is all to make you the best baby for daddy or the best like slut for daddy or insert whatever language or whatever story, but he rewrites the stories and then we make love to it. Wow. That's so beautiful and so powerful. Yeah. Yeah he'll check in too, because there have been many moments where I'm literally bawling my eyes out while we're having sex. And it's not in like a, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this kind of way. It's just a release, just a release of energy. And so he's, I tell him all the time, I'm like, you need to write a book about this because I'm someone who's experienced a lot of trauma and have also experienced so much healing from this experience. Wow. So you brought something up that I wanted to touch on more, if you're open to it, about the crying during sex. So I know that a lot of times, are you open to talking about that a little bit more? Yeah. Thank you for asking. So A lot of times when you think of crying during sex, you think of maybe a not so positive correlation. I would love for you to kind of debunk those myths about crying during sex. I know there's a lot of shame about crying during sex. If we could just talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. First, let's start with just debunking crying in general. (laughs) Because we are conditioned to think that it is weak or it is bad or whatever stories we've created and experiences even that we've had. Like a lot of times it takes something bad for you to cry. And so of course it makes sense that our our brain goes there and we look at crying through this lens and judge it to be bad or like I said, insert whatever story that you're telling yourself about crying in general. So debunking crying as being bad is the first place to start. And this is a powerful embodiment tool as well. It is energy in motion. It is emotion being emoted that gets to be released. And we don't always have control over water coming out of our eye holes. Sometimes it just happens and it sometimes happens in moments where we don't want it to happen. 
and maybe you're having sex and it's not the best time or you don't necessarily you wouldn't choose that but it's happening and it's not there to take away from any part of your experience it can be there to add to your experience and so for me and my partner he will wipe my tears away and kiss me he'll lick my tears away <laughs> sometimes which is really fun and sensual um and he will say to me things like let it go you're here i've got you you're safe daddy's got you things like that and telling me it's okay and so to also have that comfort and that nurture in those moments is so incredibly powerful and healing yeah i think that that's enough for for now to answer your question unless there's a follow up question or there's more you'd like me to speak to no i am honestly it's like bringing tears to my eyes right now because i feel like I would benefit so much from having that type of a safe space created for me. I know at, there's been at least one time where I've cried during sex and it was one of those moments where it was just like wipe wipe the tears away, pretend it didn't happen and move on. And I don't even think my partner knew that that was happening at, in the moment. And so yeah, I I just want to normalize that like crying happens and it's normal and it's a release of energy. Mhm. Yeah, I think another thing I can share here is something that just happened last week. So I have experienced a variety of traumas, <laughs> like a little bit of everything in this world, and one of them being sexual trauma. And so sometimes the body remembers, right? So my physiological self, this the physiological part of myself, remembers the trauma and the pain and my body gets triggered by certain touches certain parts of my vulva being touched in a certain way and it doesn't need to be bad it doesn't need to be good it's just what happens sometimes and so last week we were having sex and i started crying and he's like what's going on are you okay and i'm like yeah it's just my my body remembering and we moved through it together and we didn't need to go that deep like i'm here for you everything's okay i didn't need that depth of comfort but it is just another example of the energy was just moving and i'm like i'm okay and he trusts me to say whether i'm okay or not um and if i said i wasn't okay then maybe things might have shaken out differently but i'm very self aware and i've been doing this for a long time and i'm like i am aware enough to know that this is just energy moving through my body and i can almost pinpoint like the certain sensations that trigger my vulva at this point and it's also so good to move through those and still allow myself to feel pleasure and then once i'm crying I cry more because I'm like I so deserve this. <laughs> and then it shifts into a happy cry, happy release. Oh, that's so pretty. That's so beautiful. Um, I'm just thinking about a time where I had a similar experience. Didn't result in crying, but it triggered me and didn't necessarily know until months later like 
I knew in the moment that I was triggered, but I didn't realize why or how until probably like a year later. And it's somebody who I'm close friends with now and I'm able to communicate that like, hey, I definitely don't want this because it triggers me. And right now, like these are what my needs are. So I think that's one of the other like tools is just communicating what you need to, what to avoid. Yeah. And you can only, it's up to you. Like you are in charge of your experience and your pleasure and your sex life. And your partner doesn't know if something's triggering you or if something, sometimes they don't even know that it feels really, really good. I'll be like, go back there, start doing that thing again. Like that felt really good. (laughs) Like, don't stop that. Wait a second. So yeah, it's, you are in control of your sex life and your experience, your relationship dynamics and your pleasure. I love that. So this is so good. And I feel like that's a perfect point to kind of wrap it up. And I would love to know if there's anything that you want the listeners to take away from today's conversation or anything else that you want to touch on that you haven't touched on yet. I want the listeners to just know wherever you are on your sexual development journey is perfect. And whatever excites you and turns you on is great. And I just want to offer that acknowledgement and affirmation. And so if you're to take anything away, please allow yourself in this moment to just be seen and be held in that. Just allow yourself to feel good and okay with where you are and what you desire. Mm. Thank you, Serena. That was so beautiful. I so appreciate you coming to talk with me today about all of this. And where can the listeners find you at? I am spiritual sex coach on Instagram. That is the best place to find me. I do respond to DMs and connect with people personally. So please feel free to reach out. I'm here for you. I love you. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Serena. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Jordan. This podcast is sponsored by Intimacy Coaching by Jordan Donnell. Have you ever desired more from your sex life or feel like you're having good sex, but curious about how to make it even better? Are you desiring a deeper intimate connection with yourself? Or maybe you are dealing with desire and arousal concerns or struggling with communicating your desires with your partner. If you're hearing this and thinking, hmm, that might be me, and you're curious to learn a bit more, let's chat. I would love to talk with you more to see if working with me is a good fit for you. To learn more about intimacy coaching with Jordan Donnell, go to coaching.jordandonnell.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.